Kelvin, good morning. Good morning, good morning, Roger. How are you this morning? Okay, I can barely hear you, and I know you you come close. You come close. This morning, yeah, I am okay. Yeah, yeah, keep, keep improving, keep improving. You still sound very okay. far. You still sound very far. Um, yeah, I'm actually getting a feedback. Uh, I don't know if you are on sound, stuff like that. You know, I'm a, magi- I'm a magician. I can tell these things. Remember? <laughs> okay, it is uh, Saturday, the 4th of uh, April, um, a year that was uh, very different, uh, I think, in our, uh, which we are, we, we are going to write. Okay, sorry for that. Um which we all are going to uh, put in our um, uh, records as a year when something happened uh, from sea to sea, <laughs> from wherever, and uh, the world came to stand still. Uh, I think it will be very, very tough to forget uh, this time of uh, uh, this time of, of of the year. Vayama uh, in Pennsylvania. Good morning. Morning, my Roger. Uh, we just have uh, sad news here. Do you know Susan Mahoney, Yama? Yes, uh, I, I I saw that uh, um, uh, Dr. Musanje posted on. Actually, Dr. Musanje has been talking about him uh, for a while. But, uh, but our, yeah. our sister hasn't been uh, very well, uh, so mm-hmm. we. Uh, the, the, the the information was uh, passed on to us about uh, the death of uh, the sister. Yes, the death of the sister. You know, we have an organization here called uh, Philadelphia, and she was ahead of that uh, organization, and she's very instrumental in the community. And uh, if you're aware that when I was in the hospital, she was like the head of uh, uh, organizing everything. But, um, you know, she went to be with the Lord, and that's what's happening here in, uh, in Pennsylvania and uh, just uh, ask that you pray for our family and uh, just lift them in your prayers. Yes, yes, without it. But we are doing, without it. Uh, otherwise, we are doing okay. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, we, we thank you for, 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 for that. Uh, Kelvin, are you back with me? Are you back with yes, me? Properly? Yeah, I'm no, here, no, that's what I'm talking about. Come on now. Don't, don't do me like that. <laughs> don't, don't do me. Uh, don't do me like that. Yeah. So um, we know uh, what is uh, populating uh, the news, and uh, today I think on top, on bottom of the hour, Kelvin, uh, we're going to go Wyama, uh, across the world, uh, hear what is uh, uh, happening uh, ar- around the world. We've just taken some news around uh, uh, the world, see uh, how we are how we are faring, how the world is faring as far as uh, this is concerned. This has never, I don't know. Um, just thinking about this, Kelvin, I don't know what comes to your mind. Uh, what what is happening, or are we all just confused? No, I think uh, it's it's much clearer 
excuse me, it, it's much clearer now uh, than when it started because uh, people did not have a, a good understanding of its uh, impact. Uh, mm-hmm. To see that, uh, yeah, to see that uh, many states are uh, giving guidelines of you know people staying at home or practicing social distancing just tells you that uh, we've come to an understanding that this is a very devastating uh, situation we're in and people must uh, practice utmost responsibility uh, and and extend care to others. Of course, you're going to have deviants uh, in society that yeah. will go against guidelines, uh, you know, uh, and think that this is a joke. Uh, in Uganda, for instance, the president mm-hmm. and the army general have decreed that uh, either choose to have a bullet by your heart, by the head, or you lie in your own blood. That's the advice they've given people because people never wanted to listen. Um, <laughs> secondly, I, I shared a, a video of uh, a scruffy-looking gentleman in Serenje in Zambia, and they were asking him. Yeah, they were asking him what he understood about coronavirus, and his uh, his understanding is impeccable. But what caught my attention was um, the number of people that were not out in the open. It it, it looks like a ghost uh, ghost town, you see. In Impica. Why? In Serenje. Uh, why? Oh. Yeah, because people are adhering to government's directives to stay home, you see, which is yeah. which is good. And, and, and it gives me confidence that simply by uh, uh, adhering to stay-at-home guidelines, we're limiting the spread of this virus outside of, outside of normal, you know, uh, conventional vaccines, for instance. Mm. You see, uh, I also read uh, there are some companies in Zambia that are producing um, about 2 million uh, face masks from cloth, and they'll be uh. distributing those to people. You see that? Um, the U.S. apparently has caught on on the cloth uh, masks as well, and they're trying to encourage people to manufacture or use those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there is um, this debate on the, on the masks, <laughs> uh, whether people should put them on. To me, it's so... Uh, so simple and so logical. If you have your mask on, you are not going to cough to contaminate anything. It is not a mask to protect you from anything, but it's a mask to protect others uh, from. I don't know. I just saw it to Sanjay Gupta on CNN. Uh, Trump himself is all over the place, uh, mixed up. I, I'm, 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 I'm not sure about that. Uh, talking yeah, about what you. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, but I think it, it, it does both, right? Uh, if you're wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask, right, um, mm-hmm. when I cough, that cough stays within the mask, right? Right. The, the, the only other way that the masks are not effective is if, say, sputum or some saliva, uh, uh, you know, finds its way outside of the mask, and somebody that's not wearing a mask 
uh, inhales that because they are saying that the virus is able to stay in the air for some minutes. I don't know how scientific. N- now now they've gone to air too. Yes, they've gone to air mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yes, you see. Yeah. So, so wearing a mask, yeah, potentially prevents other people from uh, from from contracting the virus. Yeah, from contracting the virus. Yeah. But otherwise, if you go in Walmart, you touch the the cut, and then you touch your nose. Uh, for some reason, you scratch your your, your nose. You you've got you, you've got it. Uh, but again, if you wear a mask, somebody is coughing. That cut is not going to be to be affected. Talking about a bullet, I was thinking about that story too, which is on my uh, on my list here, uh, Kelvin, uh, and everyone else is um, in the Philippines, too, uh, to date, their president. I don't know people if they know the president of <laughs> of Philippines. is some confused guy. He has also given orders. Those who don't want to stay home, uh, you, uh, it is, is it such to kill or whatever they call it, but kill. Uh, but uh, it makes me wonder why some societies uh, are like that. They, they only listen uh, to a bullet, but here is Japan. Uh, the people there don't want to stay indoors. They are outside or, or with their masks having fun, but uh, the prime minister cannot dare to kill anybody. There will be trouble. So I, I, I don't know. You know, it made me think about uh, how other parts of the world we value, we value life. Uh, Musaba, good morning. Hey, Roger. How are you? Uh, it's good to have you. Uh, because uh, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of people have been made to sit home. You are, you are not allowed to go anywhere. So this is nice. Uh, this is a positive thing about the COVID-19. It's good to have me because you, you have someone to chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, in North Carolina, Dr. Patrick, uh, good, good morning. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, around the, the, the neighborhoods uh, where you are, Bayama, um, what is the life uh, like right now uh, in uh, Pennsylvania? Right now, uh, uh, Roger, thank you for asking, for posing that question. And uh, back, uh, the way the uh, uh, Pennsylvania governor is handling the, the, the situation, uh, you and uh, is Musaba that uh, no, not Musaba uh, uh, Kelvin. You uh, touched about uh, the mask and the, uh, you talked about the bullets. I, I think you know. But uh, Roger, on this forum, you know, uh, when we talk about issues uh, uh, like uh, you know when we are Lord shedding the way the leaders don't pay attention to information, you know, and some of us. Mm-hmm. Right now, the reason some of us, you see, we raise up our voices. Some of us, we see that uh, we came from the, 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 the poorest of the poorest and uh, looking up to the, uh, to the people who are ahead of us in, uh, in the riches and uh, in uh, position. We looked up to them seriously. Now, coming, coming here as, uh, in the diaspora, now we are... We are get, we are willing the will the paintbrush too, you know. On this forum, we have talked about it like uh, uh, the way they didn't pay attention to uh, uh, those kids. And we read. I mean, 
my my my, uh, my favorite person I like to read is Dan Dennett and Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. These people these people talked about uh, free will. You know when you talk about free will, the way the things we do that affect every like you know you don't, you're not making the decision. You didn't you uh, Roger. You think you came on the broadcast to to do what you are doing? No, we made you do that. Even you can you yourself you can give it. You know, these people have done the research and everything. Now we see this coronavirus. A police in Zambia, many has been affected because of these rich people traveling all over the world and bringing back to Zambia. And who's, paying, who's, paying, who's <laughs> suffering the most? You know, yeah. then we sit down and when we open our mouth and tell us, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So this, this this time now, this is the coronavirus has taught us to change the way we we do we do things. The president right now, the president of Zambia is my brother, and I love him. But stop uh, uh, the way his uh, his leadership with all those bodyguards and stuff like that. Him is protected. But the message that they send is not a good message. Yeah, man, nobody is protected from no, Corona. Nobody is protected no, with the virus. Prime Minister, Nobody is protected. The best thing that came out of this coronavirus is all the African presidents are grounded. That's the best thing. And, and these and this things of saying, you know, oh, we have to do in private is uh, a sensitive information. It has to go. You know, like like they did about uh, uh, the two Zambians that have arrested but been in jail. Nobody's talking about those two honest Zambians. Which Zambians have been arrested? Yeah. You know? You know? So this coronavirus has taught us something. We have to change the way we 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 send information and the way we look up to our leaders and the way the leaders treat uh, uh, the least among us. You know. Thank you, Varoj. <laughs> Which people have been arrested? Shunfui, right? At this who has been arrested, Yama? No, 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 the very youth was. Uh, oh, you're talking about the gay issues. Yeah, the, the, the way they deal with issues, that it's all under diplomatic. Okay. There's no more diplomatic way of disseminating uh, information. That's what I'm talking about. Don't worry, Yama. They are grounded. They are not going anywhere. They are grounded. You know. Okay. Um, so that, that, that is Yama's view in uh, in, um, in in Pennsylvania. Uh, in your neighborhood there, what, what is uh, what is happening as far as this uh, issue uh, is, uh, is is concerned uh, in Ontario? I don't know if you are in Toronto or somewhere there. Yeah, I'm, um, 
I'm in the suburb of Toronto. But you see the, the yesterday I think it's Doctor Kazira who shared something about the projections of the province. Um, I read it briefly. What they are saying is that if if they didn't do what they did, if they didn't react and do everything that they did, mm-hmm. the province could have seen up to a hundred thousand deaths. Right? So Yeah. So basically it's scary because the numbers are growing, right? And earlier you touched about um I think the Philippines declaring shoot on site. Yes. Um we have a lot of people who I think this is a political discussion. You see what I mean? They just want to prove some politicians wrong. They want to prove some politics. They want to win some political whatever, such that when people say something, they're not even listening. You see? And when you look at the common flu, there are people like saying, oh, the, the flu kills so many people. You see what I mean? Yes. But the yes. flu, it does, but the flu normally catches people you spend a lot of time with. You see what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you have a flu, it's very unlikely that your friends at work will catch it. This is different. You see? This catches people that you, you just, maybe you just pass the person. You don't even talk to them. You just pass them. It can catch a person. Mm-hmm. And then some people can weaponize it. You see? That's why they're trying to control people. There are people who are bad in this world, who, who just yes. want to go in the world and just touch others or lick others, or spit on others. You see what I mean? So that's why yeah. we, it's not just about our rights. It's also about protecting others. So yeah, exactly. if people are not listening, shoot them. <laughs> but, but then that can't happen in America or, or Canada. You know that. <laughs> that no, because happen. here, Roger, here people are scared already. You see? If, if yeah. you go outside, people here are scared. On their own. Mm. You see, people here are not yeah. trying to yeah. to defy the law. You understand? Yeah. If you look yeah. at the grocery store, the way they have shopped, it's the, those places where people are trying to defy the law. You see? In South Africa, you see people beating the police. Why are you beating the police for? Why don't you shoot a person who's hitting a woman like that? Hmm? She's just at work. Shoot a guy like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Nathan, in your in your area there, uh, how affected is uh, uh, is Texas and uh, Dallas in particular? You see, what is happening here to Musala's mm-hmm. point is, you see, the situation in the U.S. has brought uh, to what's the word? You see, the structure of government leadership and governor here of city, county, uh, state, and then federal level. You see, you have a situation, I'll give you an example, where a county judge issued certain instructions, and one city protested and said, no, if we are not going to do that because we feel like we should operate in this way. You see all those complications of things yes. intertwining and that's why my wife and I had this conversation, I think, last night or the other night. We were talking about to say, what is complicating things to some extent in the U.S. is, this, is a st- 
government structure ilifunye nino ukutubungwa bungwa kubakwa toto you can see that in a way these cells in a situation like we are in right now what you need in this situation is like what is happening in the philippines or africa where the president issues instructions that's it okay here you have the mayor addressing this, uh, the people you have the governor addressing the people <laughs> things like that you see what i'm saying and yeah. let me give you a perfect example a few days was it the other day they issued instructions that people are not following the shutting order instructions because certain social and quote-unquote amenities are still operating. You know what they were referring to? Liquor stores. So they were just about to shut down liquor stores last night as at midnight. It brought a lot of debate. You, you see what is going on there? Things like that. So you have people who have money going to the city to lobby that their businesses and essential businesses need to continue operating. A lot of yeah. stuff is going on here, Roger. A lot. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's where can, we are. Dr. Patrick, help us. Hold on, Ryama. Dr. Patrick, help us if you can. Uh, the U.S. Constitution. Is there a point where um, things... Uh, this kind of uh, control, uh, the governor here can say this, the mayor can do whatever he wants. Is there a point where uh, the central governing, the president, can declare something and every state uh, is, bound to, uh, is bound by what he has said? Or uh, this separation of powers goes on through and through? Uh, what do you think, Dr. Patrick? Okay. Um, I don't know if someone has a, no. a, 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 a point to, to that. Yeah, very quickly, Yama, very quickly. Go ahead. What uh, Nathan said, uh, some of us, uh, anything uh, uh, America, we go for it because uh, I've never found any other system that works than the system here. Before we came here in America, you know, even our leaders, you know, we used to admire about Tukurafarama uniforms, Kumaskulu and to call protocol, like if, a, if the president comes, I mean, if someone comes, a leader, good morning, Mr. Tonto. And we thought the system was going to beat the system. But when we come to this system, we find uh, the, the pupils, you know, each, each person with uh, any, I mean, with uh, normal clothing, no uniforms, you know. And uh, we find the state, just like the way the battle is going about the state, you know, but in the wrong one, if you look at the system, you know, they will come up on top better than China to their own people, you know, to their own people. And remember, this country is all kind of uh, uh, races, you know. China, they were able to do that because there's its own one race. But this country, we are, we are, we have Chinese. If you go to New York, most people don't even speak English. But if you see that, it was in, in China, there was some bad things would have come out of the, you know, those, all those people were not speaking. Do you think, Bayama, that is a plus, uh, that is a plus or uh, in this instance where you need uh, uh, a one coherent uh, message uh, that is uh, playing against the system? 
this, in America, it's a, it's a plus. If, uh, if it, it, in the long run, it's gonna it's a plus because we are a melting pot. We saw what happened to the governor of um, Carif- uh, governor of uh, Florida, uh, where he was um, uh, resisting uh, to uh, to do a statewide uh, ban on, on movements. What people are saying is, it is okay in your state uh, to say, "I'll do what I'm going to do," but remember yeah. that your actions are going to affect other states, uh, Brother Charlie. Uh, what, what do you think about that point? Um, well, 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 that's the thing. We, we have, like, for instance, uh, in my county, uh, not in my county, next town, Hillsborough County, two weeks ago they declared they stay at home. But it was the only county that had the stay at home uh, order. Everywhere exactly. else were free. Now, when I wake, I wake in Hillsborough County, I wake in Pinellas, I wake in Pasco. So it's kind of chaotic. So the mayors got together. They appealed to the governor. The governor didn't want it. The mayors got together of some of those major counties and cities, and they declared the, the stay-at-home advisory. So now the, the, the mayor may have come on board, right, uh, stay at home. But at the same time, he says churches are allowed to meet. So now we are all having church service tomorrow. And then after church, we are going into the rest of the community. And then even when uh, there's a disagreement on what are essential, what are essential workers, what are not essential workers. For instance, uh, you, know, you could say my job is not essential. But I have had medical people who are checking into some of those properties that we take care of. So some checked out today, this morning and tomorrow. So I don't want to prepare the place for people who are putting their lives on the front line fighting for this disease. So, so it, it's so fluid. Everything is so fluid. Um, you know, but like, I think like what like America justifies what it does because in the long term, in this case, I don't know. I can't see the justification of different ways of doing things, but we, we just wait and see because that's what a part of what America was built on. That people are free to express their opinion, and if the majority or whoever is pressuring you says don't do it, then you don't do it. Now, if it was a physical catastrophe like 9-11, there, because people can see, it's more visible, there's no arguing about what we're going to do. And unfortunately, this one, maybe because it's invisible. Well, I, I, I mean, to, to that point, Rachadi, what is there not to see? What is there not to see? What is happening well, in, in New York? What has happened in Italy? What is happening in Spain? What is there not to see? It is because when you give them the numbers from New York, they'll give you the number of flus. They'll give you the number of babies that were aborted. They'll give you the number of uh, uh, people who were shot and car accidents. They'll give you those numbers. So that is what's the difference. But if it was a physical plane coming, firing rockets, that's uh, now now there's, there's, there's a different song we are singing. <laughs> also, do we say maybe when these things starts to happen within your community, that is the only time you are, you are going to believe this? No, but but the pastor, but but my pastor, my my former pastor, Pastor Rodney, is in uh, Hillsborough County. The one who was arrested is in Hillsborough County, and Hillsborough yeah. County is the highest mm-hmm. rate of corona in in, uh, in Tampa or, or in the Tampa Bay area. It's right in his county. Yeah, yeah. just a quick comment on uh, what uh, um, that said was response and uh, uh, what Alan has shared. There is a scientist 
who appeared on CNN yesterday. If I find the graph he shared, I'll post and share with everybody. He said the reason China succeeded in putting this under control exactly. is the same thing we are discussing here. Because they issued a mandate to say everybody needs to be indoors. You have seen that list of states, uh, Musawa and everybody, which have not even addressed this at state level, like Arkansas, Oklahoma, North Dakota, South Dakota, all those states. You know what the scientist said? He said, you see, the problem we are going to face here is Texas may contain this thing, but people who travel from Texas who are, con who are infected to a state which does not have a stay-at-home order or shutting, whatever. You can't control this without a type of rule or law. In this situation, you do too much liberty rights you do. Doesn't work. <laughs> I am not disagreeing with the point that, say, that the American system of liberty and governance or whatever is probably one of the best things. Well, yes and no. It depends on, in this situation, it doesn't work. The scientists are saying that it's not going to work. Like Alan has said, I think Musala, you pointed out this on Facebook. You said the problem is people are politicizing this thing. It's not, it has got nothing to do with abortion. Let's just say it. The Republicans, <laughs> this has got nothing to do with abortion. We are all speaking around eggshells. My Republicans. Republicans. I mean, we were hoping last uh, Wednesday we did a show at night that uh, these divisions somehow, uh, coronavirus will, uh, will blend it, will bring people together. I guess not. Very, very quickly, Rachadi, uh, in, in Florida where you are saying, we are going to church tomorrow. What do you mean when you say we? Is it Floridians or you personally? You'll be going to church because, as I've said, you can go. Hello, Hello? Yes, my question is uh, when you say we okay, are going yeah, to church tomorrow, what fine. do you mean? Are you personally going to church tomorrow or are you talking about the state? I am. Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Sometimes I've been to church but what is happening at church? We have, uh, because the platform is big, we have just 10 people on the platform. Then you have, uh, usually it's just like 20 of us. And the auditorium holds about 500 people. So, in observing with social distancing and all that, uh, that we've been doing, and that's how we've been recording our messages and broadcasts online. But I do know that we may be one of the few exceptions. Most of who are meeting, like at Broadney's church, they will... So for us, we have to record our program so they can be aired. So that's okay. 10, 20 people. Okay, I asked that question. So Yeah, I asked that question because uh, if, if uh, uh, the church, like I saw yesterday on CNN uh, in Ohio, 
uh, where they, they are saying the blood of Jesus will will protect us. I I hope and pray you are not one of those people who who are, uh, are disobeying orders uh, that the blood of Jesus will, uh, for the sake of your family, please don't take them there. Uh, no, I, I, I no. think the Bible takes it. Yeah. Yeah, no, but even when I've been to church, because I'm part of the leadership, my children have not been to church. And any time I get back in the house, the first I take a shower, close off before <laughs> yeah, they can touch me or come near me. Of course. You know, okay, but good, because good. You, you use common sense, you know. Exactly. You, you use... Uh, you use common sense. So exactly. exactly. For, for, some churches, for some churches, it's a blunt and defiant. In your face saying, no, we are not going to do it. So that's the part that I have an issue with. You know? Well, and guess what? To that one, okay, I'll bring another story uh, from, I don't know if that country, uh, country is, is it Malaysia or what? I'm going to, to bring that story as, uh, as we go. At the epicenter of everything which is happening in Korea, uh, coronavirus, Brother Noel, uh, how, is, uh, how is it going over there in New York? Uh, affected by any neighborhood there? If you know, shan, shan, in your neighborhood? Uh, not to make it sound funny, but how close is it? Let me ask that way. Oh, okay. So, good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, first of all. Yes. I hope, every, I hope everybody's staying safe. Um, as, as far as I know, there hasn't been any, anyone who has, who has cash that I've known. But I have known quite a number of people who have tested positive. Um, right now, as I am speaking, one of the people that I work with, their mother used to work in a nursing home. So one of the ladies in a nursing home that she takes care of uh, tested positive. So they sent him home. They sent him home. And then the mother on Thursday tested positive. So he went for a test yesterday. And the test hasn't come out yet. So there's been a lot of uh, situations at work, people not knowing because, you know, some of us, we spoke to him, and in the, you see a patari, just one word sentence. Exactly. But he was in the vicinity. We, well, I spoke to him. I know I spoke to him twice before Wednesday, Wednesday last week. I mean, me being the tough steward, I, I, you know. So, so it's been very tough. And uh-huh. uh, no, knowing that the number of deaths in America, half of them are from, from New York, is so yeah. heartbreaking. You know, so every yeah. single day, it's, it's going, I'm, I'm not on lockdown. My wife is not on lockdown. And my daughter is not on lockdown. Because all three of us are essential workers. Which means we all have to work every day. So going home, we, I mean, how, how, how much more precautions can you take? Maybe one person, yeah. two persons, three people in the same house. It is it, it, very tough. But we're trying to do the best we can. But we're, we're, I'm, I'm hearing from Queens. The hospitals, how how they they are so overwhelmed, and and you know, and you you just thinking, okay, when is this coming? When is this coming? When is this coming? Because mm, mm, you know, mm. it could come, and it's so easy. So we're scared. Yeah. I'm scared for myself. I'm scared for my family, because yeah. I'm right in. I'm right in front. Of I'm course. in the battlefield. I'm I'm not yeah. home. I'm not quarantined. I'm in the battlefield. So we know we we, we know what, but we're we're praying about it. You know. And um, and and hopefully we 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 we'll get through this. But but New I mean, York is scary. It's 
Yeah. New York is scary. It's almost a dead town. People are, I think, from what I see, people are following the gu- the guidelines. People are staying home. And the only people I see are the people who are walking their dogs, walking their family, taking a mm. walk. But I don't see people congregating in, in certain mm. places that I usually see. Yeah, yeah. That's what I can mm. say about New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that's like yeah, I mean, I've said on radio. My wife is uh, is uh, is a nurse, and going to the hospital. Uh, they don't have yet in the in their uh, uh, ward or whatever uh, people who are who have this. But you know how close she is uh, to this. And um, selfish me, the other day was telling her if she can get vacation, and then I realized how selfish that was. How selfish that was. I see people in Wisconsin, uh, they are giving up. They're, they're traveling all the way from Wisconsin to uh, New York to volunteer, to work. People are traveling from Arkansas. I'm going to New York. I'm going to help. And here there is me, a black man, as always, wanting to be selfish. Uh, so I thought about that. Um, actually, I, 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 I even want to uh, volunteer to go to the... Uh, food bank. Uh, they, they, they want people to, to volunteer to, to give there. Uh, but the, the black in me, I, I don't know how I can step up. Bakasonso, good morning. Good morning, Bakasonso. We are back. Uh, the, we are in lockdown, not in... Uh, we are not in lockdown, but we're in, in stay-at-home order, uh, and it was issued by the governor. So the county is do not have uh, the authority to overrule the governor. So, and then, uh, yeah, because of that, we don't have, we, we, in the last few days, we have not registered any increases in infections in the Commonwealth. So we have, um, uh, we have, we have hope that uh, people from New York don't come to visit us. <laughs> in the Commonwealth, how many states are we talking about there? In the in the Commonwealth, uh, yeah. the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's, oh, it's, it's just one state. They call it the Commonwealth. Eh? I thought it was uh, yeah, the, a a mix of uh, I think three states. Uh, no, the Commonwealth, yeah, the Virginia is called the Commonwealth, and many other states, even Massachusetts, is a Commonwealth. Uh, okay. they, they use they use that in their name. Uh, yeah. Virginia is a commonwealth with uh, several counties. There are many. I haven't even counted them. I have to Google. Yeah, but even the orders have been issued for school children and everything. Uh, three mm-hmm. days ago, uh, two days ago, the governor came out. Everyone on lockdown. Uh, oh, sorry, on um, stay home, uh, work from home. Unless you have, you know, so then they created exceptions. You can move a little bit if you're going to get groceries or you're an essential worker and you must be kept on the job. You can go to your job and, and things like that. So, But the streets are very much dead. It looks like a third world country in terms of, um, uh, in terms of uh, economic activity. And when you go to the stores, you find certain things are missing. Uh, I, li- I always use Lysol for the month of... Um, for the month of, uh, of of March, and I ran out, so I tried to run around to get it to find everything. It's called disinfectants. Has been taken away from the shelves. Uh, there are very uh, few 
uh, places where you can even find toilet paper. And, and, and I was thinking, wow, in this environment, so far as toilet paper is concerned, the Muslims are thriving because they use none of that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a very different world. It's a very different world. It, it gives me a perspective that going forward, uh, we will not conduct life the same, and it will be a totally different world. So the etiquette, mm. the mannerism, the culture is also going to be affected. Um, I have been attending church online, and I usually attend four or five churches uh, online, and most of those churches are out of state. Uh, my church is in state, and nobody is meeting anywhere for anything. And the way they are coordinating even these presentations online, it's fantastic. People don't have to be in a large group. Yeah, but I am also excited as a, as a very committed church uh, uh, parish consultant. I'm very, very excited for church because over the last several hundred years, uh, church has become enamored with uh, crowds, synonymous with crowds. But if you look at the original church, uh, the crowd was just an event, and the crowd was just a draw of people. And even in the time of Jesus, the crowds were even sent home. Send them home. Don't send them home uh, starving. It is not about gathering crowds and taking crowds with us. So I think that's where most of um, today's church has missed it. But this provides the perfect opportunity to do change the way the New Testament people used to do it, uh, where church was done in homes and in small groups, and people lived together, helped each other, identified problems. In a smaller group, you can even be able to identify those who are sick or who are high-risk individuals. You can help people and things like that. So interactions are, uh, are continuing, but uh, the life fueled by profiteering, economic success, everything on fast pace, every, uh, winner takes all, it's everything, it's all about money, uh, is, yeah. is pretty much dead at this point. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, is... Let me just chime in there. I think we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because even in the New Testament, they had synagogues and temples and where priests and all that were. They were there. Now, with the trouble is that we the spot light. We shine the light on the path of the church culture. Hold on. No, 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 no. It was. Come on now. We, we, they no, have always no. been there. Our churches have continued to meet in in, uh, in small groups. My my issue is this: we we shine the spotlight on bad apples, and we take those bad apples to be every single church, every single place where they congregate. I think that's not the situation. We need to be uh, level-minded about these things and not just throw the baby out of the bad water. Just because there's one who is a charlatan, all of us should not collect sight. That's not the, that's not what it implies. Um, you know, uh, no. I, I think the ones that are... To Wakasoso's point, uh, that uh, the church today has become synonymous uh, with, uh, with crowds. But that's uh, true. That's not spotlight on them. No, it's not. It's the few who have a spotlight on them. There are many more churches, but, yeah, but the name, how many churches do you actually know about? It's the one with the spotlight yeah, on them. Yeah, that's true, too. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yes, Wakasoso. The thing that I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make is that I'm not saying crowds are bad, but crowds are not core to the mission. Uh, that, 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 that is the issue I'm making here. And secondly, if you look at the spotlight on crowds, 
every time you bring crowds together, you create an industry, an enterprise, uh, because there are logistical issues, there are financial issues. Uh, you know, uh, if you go and look at the average budget of today's church, I have audited churches before right here in the United States. You go and look at the average church, their biggest payment on their, on their budget is a mortgage. The Church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament will not have their biggest uh, account, uh, account to be audited as a mortgage. Why? Because the central issue for the mortgage becomes the center place where they meet. It's where they have to accommodate a crowd. So that creates uh, so, so, a social cultural enterprise. A, a social cultural enterprise. And an industry. They are not present in the time of Jesus. Bread of Life has grown and thrived 
Number one, through their cell system, the meeting in the homes that we're talking about. That's where bread of life from the very beginning it, it, it draws its power from. It's from the ability, their ability to meet in small houses. Even here, there are some churches that don't meet in small groupings in homes. That's fine. That's enough. So the, 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 to insinuate that people are no longer meeting like that is what I'm saying. No, churches that drive, they are meeting like that. If you go to some of the biggest churches in, in the world, churches like Koyongi Church, they meet. Uh, churches like the, in Bogota with the G12, they meet in small groups in, in their homes, and that's how they grow. It's the same way we grew Dunamis Christian Center to speak. We were going home to home, and that's how we grow. So that is still there now. If, when we say that they met however they met, right, I, I pointed out that Jesus Christ went to the synagogue. He participated in these things. So we can't imply that because the church of Jesus Christ in the book of Acts, the implication is that they were meeting in their homes, that Jesus Christ was somehow opposed to people gathering together uh, in large groups. But he wasn't. And then also in the book of Acts, you know that the main reason why they were meeting in, in, in smaller groups is the persecution that they were facing. That was a huge part of it. You know, and, uh, but they did continue the custom of, of, of going into places and meeting where they could build, they built. You know, so just because it's not written in the, uh, in the book of Acts that uh, Peter built a house, does not that mean that Peter never slept in a house? Because there's nowhere in the Bible where it says he didn't build a house. So the same way, and if we say that the way they struck, everything has evolved. Even the church will evolve. The church cannot operate the same way things happen in Jesus Christ. When people are no longer wearing what people wore at the time that Jesus walked the earth, they are no longer even eating some of the, the same way that they ate. There's so many things. The education is no longer being done the way it was done when Jesus walked the earth. Everything evolves. Even the church. The church is not exempt from evolving. The church is not exempt from developing. The church is not exempt from accommodating people the best possible way. Now, when we highlight those who are abusing the system, it doesn't, you paint a brush with everybody. That's what I, I, I oppose with people who, uh, their first option is we go to what is wrong with the church. We need to find what is good with the church. When we are what, dying what, and what about the, the point of uh, a, the biggest expense being a mortgage payment? It's true because that's how people build today. In America, what is their biggest goal? Most of the time, it will be the mortgage. So how is the church going to operate like they are in the 16th century when everybody else is as advanced? That's just how it is. Now, there are churches who have built debt-free. Uh, I'll give you Bishop Ed Gangandi's church. It's a big church. It's one of probably one of the most beautiful uh, church buildings in Lusaka right now. If not, they haven't been to, to Blessing Center. But they are yeah, um, debt-free. Debt-free. Let's make one. Hold on. Uh, when I look at that question uh, and, and what we are looking at today uh, in, in a big picture, what uh, COVID violence probably is teaching us, in my view, I'm, I'm not going to be a preacher or a pastor or something, or a prophet or something, mm -hmm. but in, in my view, it is te probably telling us the things we have put in value, Brother Chadi, are probably not the most valuable things. But, but it yes, is uh, right. uh, humanity has not been the center of life. I was going to argue about that point, but, uh, and is a capitalist friend. Humanity has, has not been the center of life. We are locked in our houses. The buildings yes. are of no use, probably in the next six yeah. months. And that will well, be say this virus continues to ravage the, the, the world. It can be for years. So things we've put well, in value, and, 
things well, we put in value, but, Rod, Rod, in my Rod, view, let me say this one last probably thing, one last thing on this. Well, this one last thing on, on this point. Those buildings are not primarily uh, they're not primarily built. So for the sake of the building, that's what it is worth the building. It's the people so than the people that come in there. Again, because we have put the spotlight on the bad apples, people who abuse the system, we want ah, to say that. But don't put it on the apples, no, 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 when we build a building, when we there's build a small correction here, here but, uh, okay. No, 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 wait, 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 let me finish my last point, um, and I'm, 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 I'm at work right now. But um, those, the, the, the purpose of building the churches is to accommodate and be able to serve the people better. Now, when we look at fanatics in every society, there's been people who are fanatical, who have gone off the deep end. We don't brush everything and trash everything because the few have gone off the deep end. Even this continuing meeting, majority of the churches are not meeting. So we take the one Rodney Howard Brown is going to paint all of us when most of us are not working in the churches. That's what I disagree with. A small correction, Vachari. One, Bread of Life Church in Zambia did not grow from the cell group system. Bread of Life grew from the hour of blessing. When people saw that on ah, TV, Equalizer. The word is equalizer. 
uh, even with, on everything else, Roger, I think you and I exchanged some communication on this to say what this is doing or has done. Thank you, thank you. What this is doing or has done is we all need to revisit how we have been doing or conducting business. Education system, political, uh, church or religious, the way we pray, which went on a long tangent of theological argument between Wakasonso and Wakasonso. You see, that's why I don't bring theological issues here. See, like Kelvin said, issues to do with the Bible or the religion can just go off tangent. It's a moving for a popular theology or anything here. So the key word is equalizer. Every aspect of life and human endeavor, we need to revisit how we've been doing things. Uh, the perfect example that we can give you is if for diaspora. You see how, uh, what do you call it, online education has really just like, boom, become the thing. The kids are getting homework from school and from their teachers online. Our, most of education systems, or particularly in, in Zambia, we can speak of our own country. The, the, I don't know whether it even exists or something like that. So what we are trying to say in other words is that the government needs to revisit and invest in, I believe if my memory says me right, is Kelvin addressing issue at length. The government needs to invest in technology at an unprecedented level of Roger. Put money in technological concepts or aspects of, because, for example, the banks are not doing drive-through. Okay, how is that working in Zambia? The if the businesses, the restaurants are now doing delivery. You have to think on those lines. So the word here, the I want to equalizer, bigger than you really it's huge, like our beloved president here would say. So these, what are the equalizing points here now? So I'll leave that to my other colleagues to contribute on that. Equalizer. Okay, I apologize. I don't know what, what happened there. Um, I've said a lot of things without you hearing. So anyway, the, the point of online, you, you talked about Nathan. Um, this is, we, we were saying on radio on Tuesday, uh, like I saw, so Kelvin, we, we are there. Uh, there should be a way of us uh, pushing our, our leaders. Uh, now that they have been stopped uh, from traveling outside for medicals, uh, can we sit with them, we know, we know, or force them? Vane, it's time to take care of your health care. Education, if we thought all was lost, there was no hope uh, for that child in Masabombe, for that child in, 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 in Katete, maybe this coronavirus which has come, should push us to make our leaders and ourselves, let's take broadband to every kid. We shall not need the classroom like we were talking about, about church. There is no need for classroom to reach the child. Let's take broadband. We don't need to build, because Africa, 
I don't think we'll be able to build these uh, uh, buildings to accommodate every kid. But uh, technology will do it. You know, so this is uh, one thing we really uh, need, uh, need, need to push. Uh, good morning. Oh, uh, Noah, 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 Noah is here. Noah, good morning. Yes, good morning. I'm listening to the discussions. Very interesting, but uh, I'm just in a listening mode today. <laughs> I'm not in the talking talking mode. Makalonde in uh, Montana. How are you, big brother? I'm fine. Good morning, everyone. I I enjoyed listening to uh, the fight over Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I I I laugh with uh, this. Uh, I don't know. I used to laugh with a Muslim guy. I say, your God it must be must be very weak. <laughs> I used to. Why do you have to defend him? <laughs> you know, you have to kill people to defend your God. Why? You know, God is a big God. He doesn't need uh, small people like you and I defending him. You know, he is big enough to defend himself. And and the Muslim guy will look at like me like I'm crazy. Um, in the United States, as far as uh, convinced, uh, the federal prisons uh, to speed up prisoner release, Kelvin. Uh, where is Kelvin here? He's still here. Yeah, so I was thinking to myself, first year, uh, there is, uh, where, where is this? In Louisiana, in Ohio, um, some people have taken the virus there already, and uh, two people have already died. Uh, so they are going to uh, speed up the release. My question, Kelvin, was that how are you going to speed up the release of, of people? Are these people in the first place supposed to be in jail, or you put... Uh, the, 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 this is also one of those things which is uh, bringing the unfairness of America on the on the outside. We are all going to see because if people have done wrong, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too much, Kelvin. Uh, yeah, Roger. But uh, before I uh, respond to that, uh, give me this rare privilege of saying good afternoon to my idol, Dr. Kalonde. Doc, good morning. Good thank afternoon. You, thank you, Kelvin. I called you. You didn't respond yesterday. I called your number. Oh, I'm a very busy single dad, so it's uh, it's not easy. But I'll return your call this afternoon, uh, Roger. Okay. So, 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 so here's what you have to understand: there, there, there are different degrees of crimes that people have committed, right? Uh, the, the the argument has been that uh, you know there are people in jail for. Uh, traffic violations, maybe they haven't paid their tickets, and you know, eventually yes. they've been uh, yes. uh, sent to jail for six months. Uh, yes. You know, there are people with uh, crimes, uh, maybe such as assault and battery. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So what they are saying yeah. is, look at the crime levels, look at the sentences, and then exactly. commute, commute those sentences to decongest these prisons because uh, mm. they've become a nest for for you know spreading the virus. Right? Yes. Yes. So, in order to try to contain the spread of the virus, look at these, uh, you know, simple, simple offenses and get those people out. Uh, there are people. There are people no, no, the in bigger jail point, to, I don't want to disturb you, uh, Kelvin. The bigger point I'm trying to raise is some of these uh, things, especially in America, 
which has led to America having the largest inmate population in the world, probably a lot of these people are not even supposed to be in jail to begin with. Yeah, you, you are very right. Uh, you have to understand that the prison system in America is a private enterprise. Exactly. Right? It's exactly. a private enterprise. And exactly. uh, I would not be shocked if, uh, if there's collusion throughout the judicial system to get people in. Uh, because America thrives on industries thriving. You see that? Uh, that's, that's one huge industry. You see? So, it's, it, I mean, it's very possible that there are people in jail today that should not be in jail. Exactly. Uh, we know that. We know right. that. Right. Right. Yeah. We know that. And, and, Nathan, this is where we are going back to a, a coronavirus being the biggest equalizer. This is what it is doing. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what mm -hmm. it, is, uh, it, 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 it is doing. Because oh, yeah. when okay. I, I see, uh, like here in Canada, um, is this what I wanted to say something? I have a question. Mm -hmm. um, the people that are being released from prison, is there a system that is going to help those people take care of themselves outside? Because those people are not in employment. And the, if they were not in employment, probably they will need something to survive on, you see. They were surviving on the prison system itself, giving them few coins. But releasing them early, when people are losing jobs at this point, I'm, I'm just asking this question. It's not like I'm not happy they are being released. I'm just concerned no, about... I, I understand the bigger are, question you're asking. Yeah. Doc, that's a good question. Uh, even outside of coronavirus, there's a system in America that supports uh, uh, former, uh, former jailbirds or inmates. You see that uh, there are food pantries. Um, uh, once uh, uh, a former inmate uh, shows uh, uh, efforts to reform, uh, there are programs out there where they go to and uh, they are funded. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, like uh, I don't know if Musaba is on the call. This is what we tell Musaba that... Uh, uh, America is not 100% capitalist. Exactly. Thank you. Socialist. Thank you. I appreciate that answer. Y yes, yes. So there, there, are, there are already programs uh, that cater for such. Uh, there is already programs which do that, Kelvin, in a normal world. Today, um, uh, the other day, was 6.6 .6 million people who filed for uh, unemployment. Unemployment, yes. Yeah. So the normal system is being challenged as we speak. And here mm -hmm. comes a prisoner who society has not given a, a, a second look. How is that but person it, going to survive? How are they? They, they are already coming to a system which is broken as, as far as the, uh, the unemployment is concerned and everything. They are stressed out. The system is stressed out. How is the prisoner going to be accommodated? That is the question. Okay, so let, let, me, let me correct one notion here. Uh, let me vouch for the U.S. when it comes to unemployment benefits. That is not uh, a socialist policy. There's, there's some background noise. That's not a socialist policy. With unemployment, as you are working, your employer pays into uh, an unemployment insurance uh, uh, bucket. You see that? So that when or if you lose your job, you're just basically accessing that money. Now, when it comes to these people that are being released, 
there are programs, like I said, that help them reform. Uh, I work on IT projects that, uh, you know, uh, develop applications to monitor somebody that came out of jail, if they're accessing, uh, you know, uh, uh, services, if they need psychological treatment, uh, if they need uh, home care and things like that. You see, so the programs are already there. It's just that they are going to be overwhelmed because of the large number of people that might end up being uh, released early. You see that because the idea is to reincorporate these people into society, right? And hoping that they, you know, the the incarceration reformed them. They will be overwhelmed for sure, but programs are are there. Okay, we we have. Uh, uh, something to think about anyway, our brothers and sisters, especially our black folk who've been sent to uh, to jail for all sorts of uh, crimes. Uh, here in Canada, where three-quarters of the people are white, where the laws are tailored to, uh, to white people, some of the things which happen, which sends people to a jail in America, you'll be surprised, never in Canada. They will just go tell you, uh, hit you on the back of your hand, don't do this, go back to the street. You will be surprised. You it's will be business. surprised. It's, it's, it's an industry. Yeah. Well, it's a business stroke, a racist uh, uh, a system, in my view. Anyway, we move on. Uh, Roger, we are also look, Roger, we are looking at the... Go ahead, go ahead. Yes, Roger. Somebody. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Maybe uh, it's, it's Dr. Gerson from Washington. I wanted to comment about this prison talk uh, from the perspective of experience. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, there is some truth. There is some truth to the idea that um, the prisons or the jails in America are full of people who probably shouldn't be there. And uh, if you've ever been on the inside of the jail, uh, you will meet many people who actually should be in that place. And the people who should be in that place are usually the, 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 the bosses inside the jails. And the people who shouldn't be there are the ones who actually even suffer the most once you are sure. on, the, on the inside. Dr. Kalonda mentioned that uh, the prison system is a support system in itself because it provides both accommodation. Oh, he didn't go into details, but uh, the, the prison system provides both accommodation and also it provides food for the inmates. So once a person has been inside there and they come out, uh, are there adequate programs? Um, first of all, let's comment on the privatization of the prisons. I think the privatization of, of the prisons uh, follows the, the way the economy has been shaped here in the United States of transferring public enterprise into private hands. But at the end of the day, the people who fund the prisons uh, is actually the federal government. Uh, but the federal government pays that money to the states, and the states pays that money to the private contractors who run those uh, prisons. And now there is something pervasive about that, of course, because every enterprise needs to make a profit so the way for them to make a profit is to increase on their revenue. And the way to increase on their revenue is to put in as many people as possible because per individual, like in Fairfax County, $300, uh, $300 per day for each person who is in there uh, uh, is given to the institution 
that runs it. So if they have more people inside, they are going to increase their revenue. And, and the same thing goes to the promotion uh, system in the police service. Uh, police are promoted or given pecs based on the number of arrests they make. So what ends up happening is that these people go into communities where they will not have lawyers. Uh, or if they have lawyers, it's free lawyers who don't pay attention to details. Uh, so, uh, and most of the people who don't have lawyers or suffer like that are minorities. And because minorities are not going to have a, a good lawyer to get them off the hook, they uh, pull them into this bargain system where they have to plead for lesser punishment because there is no any other hope. So even if they never committed a crime, they have to go and plead uh, guilty to a lesser crime so that they don't spend much time there. So that is a pervasive system of our justice system. Now, that is definitely going to uh, have a second look after the coronavirus. Uh, talk about the adequacy of the programs. Uh, one more point. Uh, you know, talk about the adequacy of the, of the programs for people who have been in jail when they come out. Uh, and those type of programs are always, almost, almost 95 to 99% private activities of volunteers who get donations from different societies and some minimal support from the state. So these are usually inadequate. That's why um, here's what ends up happening. The majority of the minorities, particularly black African-Americans, are the majority of the people in American in jails and prisons. And once they come out, they don't find an adequate support system, so they are going to go and commit a crime so that they can go back to where they are accommodated and they eat free food, and then they'll come out and go like that. So there are people who just run this circle and who are in that industry, who, who are what they call have been institutionalized and destroyed by the system. Uh, that is why if you paid attention to what the President Barack Obama was trying to do, was to try and have adjustments made to the legal uh, the, um, the justice system so that it is, it's not just a marketplace for profit of these private enterprises that is catching minorities and putting them in these loops. You cannot have people who are less than 25% form 80% of the people in there. That is not justice. Wakasosha, a point I wanted to correct you on is that uh, the federal government does not pay for state or local prisons. They only do reimbursement. I never said that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Listen to me. Listen to what you say. No, you can't correct what I didn't say. I said uh, the federal government pays I never said that. Go back and hear that. Even the other day you were correcting something I didn't say. I said the federal <laughs> government pays the state. The state, or the state goes and pays uh, the counties. And the counties pay those private enterprises the, who run those facilities. No, repeat that. Repeat that. The federal government does what? The, the federal government, part of its funding to the state, is what goes the, the, from the state... The, to the counties, and part of the counties get their funding from the county, uh, from the, the state, and from the state, uh, from the county, the county now pays the private uh, uh, contractors that run those jails and prisons. That's what I said. Fun, general and funding also to the, the state? Has got its own prisons, federal prisons, those they fund directly. But these, uh, which ones that are connected to the county? Let's stay on these details. But, uh, I mean, you, you have explained what, what 
uh, this is all, all, all about. And uh, every one of us agree that uh, there is just a lot of people because of business who are in jail. And what coronavirus, as we look at the bigger picture, is doing, it is exposing the American system, in my view anyway. This is a bigger picture we are looking yeah. we, we are looking at when we look at coronavirus. It is uh, exposing. We are going to see a lot of people sent home. Why? Because those people were not supposed to be there in the first place. I don't Roger, know, uh, Nathan, whether I should say thank you, coronavirus, but... Roger, uh, this is what is this is what is what is happening. The next question, Roger. Yes. Can I make Can I make a comment about the corona exposing the double standard of people and leadership that the business is benefiting on on the poor and less privileged and the people who don't have lawyers. Um, you know, these things, even on this forum we have talked about it, some of us, we have this kind of voices because of things the way things have happened to us. Going to Zambia and they're not agreeing with the system, somebody gave me a warning. I said, you know, next time you go there, just do whatever they tell you because they'll put you in a system or they will lock you up just to teach you a lesson. That's, that's why you see that we are very frustrated with... Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff and uh, uh, the other, you know, the homosexual. It's not that we condone, but you are arresting people. Then this coral, uh, you are you are you are arresting people and stand by a judgment and saying this, they're dangerous to the community. That's the reason you're putting them away. But but at the at the back, you want to show the authority. You want to, it, it, you are gaining at the back. It's not that you are passing a judgment, but to, 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 to that point, Rayama, you are making. You know, uh, yeah. same, same applies, Rayama, to Zambia. Same, uh, what, what you are saying. That's what I'm saying. Hold on, Rayama. Hold on. You made the point. It is very clear. Don't destroy it, Rayama. Don't destroy it. You've made the point. That's okay. I'll bring you. I'll bring you back. Osawa, uh, uh, while you were away, your your capitalist friends here were attacked. And part of the attack was on how uh, uh, they think uh, the capitalist system uh, is suited, Musawa to run even the prison. In the end, they've ended up putting people who are not supposed to be in jail. And now they're in a hurry to release the people out of prison. The, another, another thing we are looking at when we look at coronavirus, the big picture. Musa. I think, I know I listened to it briefly because I, I connected online. You see, the thing is that, again, you guys are trying to make political arguments, right? <laughs> um, corona did not start in, in, in um, what do you call this? Corona did not start in the U.S. Imagine if it did. Capitalism would be attacked, right? Now, if you look at prisons, it is true that prisons in the U.S. are privatized. 
right? But do you see the way Zambian prisons look like? Why does Zambia have people in prison? Is mm -hmm. it because the prisons are capitalist? No, right? You go to China, you find people in prison. You go to South Korea, you f and they are congested. They sleep on the floor. So we have to distinguish this argument. It's not just about capitalism. This is how I look at capitalism. In the United States, we can't ignore racism. Most of the people go to prison in the United States not because the system is capitalist, but because the system is racist. You know? And no one would agree that that's the reason, because it's, it's easier to blame something that you can't point at. It's like saying the government, right? When you say capitalist, it's like saying the government, because it's not a person. When you say racist, then you're actually attacking people, so they, they will defend yeah. themselves. You see what I mean? But yeah. in reality, that's not the issue in the U.S. And, and the more we move from blaming capitalism for everything, the better. So, so Butaba, you don't think um, running the prison for profit, probably that is the argument um, the Republicans or whoever came up with that idea made, they wanted profit. Uh, but your argument is that uh, it is mostly a racist thing. Uh, is that what you say? But, but we see what has happened, Musaba, to healthcare. Healthcare is the same. They've made an argument. Uh, the best, uh, uh, the best system to run this system is uh, is uh, capitalism. We should run the healthcare system. No, it is all say, in the in the bathroom right now. You can't say the Republican. Ninety. 99, 90%. I agree, but you can't say that. Obama is a free market individual. You can deny it all you want. He says it, he accepts it. <laughs> He's a free market yeah. individual. You see, the, the problem is that Democrats know that most of their voters don't want to read. You see? And that's why most of the people that vote Democrat, they are only scared on immigration. And I'm so surprised that there are people like you who get worried on immigration when you know that uh, immigration is a constitutional issue. It cannot be touched by, by politics. Of course, someone is going to play politics around it, but the U.S. has a structure by design to capture the smartest people from anywhere in the world to bring them to the United States. That's why the U.S. funds scholarships, to pick the smartest Zambians to bring them here. You see? So when, when you start saying that... I, I, uh, I, 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 I like that point, although it's for another discussion. I think yes, someone would make it. Capitalism has bred to this racial system. Capitalism has defined the immigration. We have to understand that. Period. No, it hasn't. You know, you know why it hasn't? Because when you look at the Nordic countries, you can refuse all you want. If you look at Canada, people deny all they want. Canada is a free enterprise system. So is Norway. So is Denmark. But because they are predominantly white, 
right? You can't see that they can't segregate against themselves. You see? If it was let, the let, issue let, of capitalism, let me finish. If the issue, let me finish a point. If the issue was just capitalism in, if the issue was just capitalism in the U.S., white people would be in prison in the exact same proportions as black people. Let me go to the next uh, next point. Next big point. Big picture. Next big picture, gentlemen. And when we when we talk about next next big picture. Next next big picture. Next big picture. Most most, My most God. foreigners who are who are the fire. Fire No, no, because right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I will start with uh, 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 you. Uh, I, 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 I think the show, the shows of this, it should be three hours, not. <laughs> okay, okay. I muted all your, your phone calls, and now I can open them. And uh, only talk, please, when you are. Where, 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 the next big picture, gentlemen. So we've looked at uh, the, the prison thing. Let's go to Australia. Uh, Australia is um, uh, sending two million people away from uh, Australia, and here is the the reason. Now, the Australian government has said over. Um, over 2 million people on temporary visas, including students, skilled workers, and, and visitors in the country, should go home as, uh, as soon as possible amid the economic downturn and the joblessness due to the coronavirus. Um, how is the, the immigrant, so to say? Uh, they're probably going to be a crash on the market. Something is going to become worse than it is today. Australia is leading the way. People they welcome to a student. Remember when you come to America, when we came to America, once you arrive, uh, you arrive as a, as a student, you are automatically, you even know, I'm not going back to Africa. I'm not going back to Zambia. You know it. Don't you know it. All of a sudden, the Western world is now going to be very serious and say, oh, no, if you came here as a student, you have to go back. When the unwritten, the unwritten rule, every one of us, I think, on the Korea, a lot of us came that way. We came as students. Then we changed our status. The unwritten rule is that when I go to America as a student, I will never go back home to Africa. But that rule now is going to be out of the window through the big picture. A, lo a lot of jobs are going to be lost in America, and the immigrant is going to be scapegoated. Mm -hmm. What say you? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, there is some, some truth to your statement that when people come, they are they already market, they want to stay. Now, the trouble with sending is just saying, go back home. How do, unless they are going to self-deport, uh, unless the government is going to pay for them, put them on aeroplanes and fly them back home, then that, then they, there they will have no choice. People can be rounded up and flown home. But if it's the idea of self-deportation, it's very difficult because how, if I don't get a job, 
if I can't work in the first place, how do I pay for an air ticket? You know, and uh, in some cases it would be very sad because people have been here 20 plus years, they're entrenched in this society, and you've never been able to rectify your papers. How do you go? Where do you even go and start from when you, when you get home? Um, so I don't know. But if it was like, for instance, for the U.S., um, <laughs> the, the impact on the economy would really be brutal. Because if you go to where I live here in Tampa, any of these farms, the oranges you buy from Florida, it is all immigrants who are working there. The manager may be an American. The Americans don't want to do those jobs. Now, uh, if I'm a capitalist, right, even if the Americans decide they want to do the job, if they are not going to be competent because these immigrants have got a head start on them, they've learned how to do the job, they are the ones who are competent. Now, the Americans want to start, come and start relearning these jobs. Uh, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be like even for me. I every time I employ an American, they have been the worst. But when I've employed my uh, friends from the Spanish countries or from Africa, ah, I can even go. I don't need to, to supervise them. You know, so it's a tough one for a society like America. Yeah, thank you for that. Again, the, the, the big picture here. Um, when uh, the the market starts to crash, uh, Australia is already leading the way. I'm sure the Europeans, uh, the jobs which are talking about, which were once uh, can only be done by an immigrant, all of a sudden uh, they may become attractive because there will be no jobs going around. Uh, what say you? Uh, uh, what would be the attitude towards an immigrant going forward? <laughs> Uh, it will be the same, actually. The changes won't be as drastic as the, the Australians are doing. They're just making a mistake. Uh, the markets know how to rectify themselves because the demand at a certain point will be the same. We'll come back to the same demand where we were, even when we are not employed. So, the, again, the jobs will come back as normal. So at that point, are they going to say, okay, now bring back the people that we sent away? It is, it is just that desperation by a politician who does not have an answer to the moment. But if anything, the market will normalize. That we should know. And the, uh, sending people away, like your brother said, will kill the other industries completely. Let's say California. Tell me who's going to harvest lettuce, tomato, onion, all those things. Grapes. It's not a machine that is going to harvest grapes. It's not a machine that is going to harvest everything. Lettuce, the way it is packaged, I'm telling you, you're not going to put uh, some folks from America, American born, to do what our brothers from the south do, you see? They come here with an attitude of I'm going to survive, and the way I'm going to survive is by doing this job, you see? So it's going to be well, tough. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, and you're very right. You're very right, Macaronde. I like the, the attitude which you've brought in there. Um, we have that attitude, Macaronde, because of uh, the luxury which has been presented to us over time. We think things will always be the same. 
coronavirus is taking away that luxury we've all depended on. That, that, that is the point. Uh, also, when you say things will go back, things will go back, like our brother Trump is. Um, should I make an argument? We are probably not learning anything from this uh, situation when we say, oh, things will go, will go back to where they were. Uh, we will never seen a situation like this, Wakarot. Never. Yeah, but so Dr. Roger, what I'm talking about is, are you going to stop eating, putting tomato on your sandwich? Are you going to stop putting onion on your sandwich? Are you going to spot, stop putting mayonnaise on your sandwich or ham or anything? It's, it, things are going to normalize because the demand, the demand for those things will still be there. Even the vehicles, the cars, the demand to manufacture vehicles will still be there because we'll need to drive. So things are going to normalize. Yeah. Even if, I don't know if it's tomorrow, but it will at a certain point. Uh, let me respond to some of that, Varod. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Dr. Kalonde is right. Uh, but probably what we should do is also add on to another layer, that every time society faces a crisis, there is some normalcy to which it, it does return. But that normalcy comes with also strategic changes. Uh, so, yes, uh, society will normalize, uh, but the, the, it will be not the old normal. It will be a new normal. Let me give you a practical example. We, because of this, we are going to see an exponential growth in, in uh, not, not so long, but many moons ago when I first came to the United States, and I was in the state of Oregon. Uh, most gas stations were manned by a human being. I don't know if they still do that in Oregon, because Oregon also has got uh, very uh, colloquial state rules. They didn't want those people to lose their jobs, so they still have a person coming to put gas in your, in your car. And once mechanization came, uh, all those who are uh, working on the pump don't have a job anymore because the pump can put in stuff like that. That is the aspect of mechanization. Uh, what we have seen with the advent of the coronavirus, uh, we have seen a significant shutdown of the economy. And we have seen a spike in the work at home programs. So many professionals, even if they are essential workers, they are operating from home. They are those types of jobs that people can work just in front of a desktop and a phone. Those jobs have moved to the home and people are doing them at home. And after this coronavirus uh, thing, I don't think there will be significant. There will be a movement towards the work-at-home type of programs, and that in turn will have an impact on the commuter community. People who have to drive distances to go to work, and that in turn will have an impact on the transportation business. That will affect uh, us on the pump and other automobile uh, activities or industries related in. Uh, uh, to that in the transportation. So yes, things will go back to normal, but there will be significant and strategic changes. Social distancing will now become part of the, the culture and because of uh, the coronavirus. And all, uh, all of that will come with its own costs and changes in the way we do jobs. But there are certain fundamental types where hands-on work is still going to be needed to be done. Uh, Dr. Kalonde mentioned about a farmer as uh, worker who harvests the lettuce and uh, packages them and puts them in different uh, things like that, and then uh, they have to ship them and put them on the truck and all those kind of things. That type of thing will continue and probably even ex be expanded in some way. 
So we are going back after the coronavirus to some form of normalcy, but it will be a new world, a new economy, and new economic activities, and even new industries will sprout and come up uh, within this, uh, this genius uh, this genius environment we have of um, of, private, of private sector-driven economic activity, there will be new products, there will be new services, and, 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 you know, the economy will just move to a different level. That is why even we're going, let's talk about the Zambia briefly here. I listened to the Minister of Finance the other day, and uh, he says that they don't know what the impact of the coronavirus will be uh, on the economy. So, and then he says, what they are waiting for is after it has passed, then they can go back and do a hindsight assessment, or oh, this is what it did and stuff like that. Economies are no longer working like that in today's world. That's why we have to have a research-based enterprise in the system we do government. For example, why the government of the United States put up $2.2 trillion to spike the economy and even authorize the president to raise that to $6 trillion, uh, it's because based on research and understanding of projections, and how the movements in the economy and the reconstruction economic activity are, they can uh, come up with an estimate of the financial value of the entire enterprise, and they can try to cure it as we move along through it. That is needed in the Zambia, research-based governance. Uh, Dr. Koso, you have uh, given a talk where you contradict yourself, then you sort of correct exactly. yourself, <laughs> exactly. then again you... Then again, you give a comment, you sort of sound like a prophet of doom, then you correct, you give hope. After the coronavirus, things cannot be normal again. Uh, there isn't even anything called the new normal. The, the, the reason I say that, this is my reasoning and my thinking, there's just going to be a complete, total difference of doing business, of doing education, of doing politics, of trading, trust me, I believe even the marketeer will also rethink on how to do this. has instilled some sense of fear in the world yes. population. You yes. need to believe that. Yes. You need yes. to believe that. Yes. Number two, yes. your yes. comment about finance minister to Zambia, I'll give him some credit. You have just been honest if I may say that. That I wish you, they just said you don't know. You don't know, you don't know. Because in my opinion, I'll tell you, this, the so-called experts we see on the news networks, see uh, political analysts, market economy analysts, they are telling more lies than they are being honest to themselves. Nobody knows what is going to be the outcome of this thing. One thing I can say with confidence, this thing has put fear in the world population. Uh, Roger. Uh, Roger. Let me add on to what Anasani has said, Makasonso, where I agree you are contradicting uh, your, yourself. Uh, the planners today are sitting down uh, and they are seeing that this coronavirus could stop uh, the, um, someone from picking, from picking up a latest, could be affected. Someone from making bread will be affected. The planners, like us also, will sit down. How do we stop humans picking a cabbage or picking oranges? Rather than it is machine. Things will be like nothing is saying, we will accelerate, in my view. 
Anyway, Kelvin. Yeah, uh, no, I agree with Nathan, but uh, there's one, one point that uh, Dr. Casonso has made, which is very true. We need research-based, uh, you know, or evidence-based uh, 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 policies, for instance, right? Uh, now, the biggest problem, for instance, in Zambia is that we have more foreign companies than local companies. Mm. Which companies are profit-oriented, yeah. and they're not going to contribute to that research. You see that? Uh, America is great because uh, private enterprise contributes billions of dollars to research, right? So, for a country like Zambia, my proposal would be we start bit by bit. If we don't have the money, we start sector by sector, okay? Dissect the economy and say, oh, the manufacturing sector uh, needs such kind of uh, research. I've always... Uh, advocated for, for, for data-driven uh, decisions, right? I've always... Uh, I've, I've... Who's that? Someone has opened their laptop, whatever. Right. I've always advocated for data-driven uh, decisions, right? What are we manufacturing? How much are we manufacturing? Uh, how many employees do we need? How many machines do we need to keep the balance between uh, uh, physical labor uh, and uh, uh, automated labor. You see that? We need those numbers. Absent of that, we are just, uh, you know, throwing uh, darts in the air. You see that? But we can still get to that point. It's going to take us time. We'll still get to that point. Because uh, uh, by and large, like Kambuji likes to say, we depend on government for everything. You see that? Which government doesn't have the money to pump into research? And we all know here that research is not a, a one-week thing, right? It takes years, you see that? But if we start sector by sector, we'll, in the next 30, 40 years, we'll be able to catch up. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Roger. Yeah, go, go ahead, Mr. I don't know where you want to come in, um, but the question no, was uh, on the Australians uh, with their... Uh, uh, beginning to scapegoat the immigrant uh, shortage of jobs, uh, could this be coming yeah, yeah. to no. North America and the Western world? Uh, is the immigrant going to be a scapegoat? Or they are going to say we are in this uh, all together, in it together, we suffer together. I don't know where you want to come in. Yeah, I mean, it has to be because I know slowly people even throwing shots at me. But um, this <laughs> thing, right? If you have a child, a child starts to speak, and you ask what their name is. If it's my child, the child will say, my name is John Chairunga, right? Every mm -hmm. child, when you ask them, they tell you the full names. Eventually, a child knows that they don't need to give you their last name, eventually. You see what I mean? So as you grow, as you advance, there are certain things that become obvious. Capitalism and socialism are like that. When we start discussing to discuss the subject of capitalism, we really need to understand what the basics are. To assume that the people who are saying Zambia should be capitalists do not know that we are speaking for local indigenous people to be in charge of private enterprise and to be reminding them. It's like going back to childhood. At this level, we have to be aware that when someone says we have to do this, they actually understand the steps how to get there. Now, when 
the first thing Dr. Kalonja mentioned was that, to paraphrase, was that markets know how to correct themselves, right? And I also want to uh, comment on Dr. Kasonso's point also, which is people are saying it's contradictory, which I don't think it is. You see what I mean? There are certain things that we have to assume that when someone makes a certain statement, they know that there is movement. You see, things are going to change. Just like after September 11, things changed. After 2008, things changed. Mm-hmm. So there's that assumption. We have to have assumptions, right? Um, and then when we talk about the United States, we also have to ask the question, because this question is not only about capitalists. We have to understand, how come in the last 50 years, only one country has been receiving immigrants. How come in the last 10 to 30 years, one country is hemorrhaging finance money, billions of dollars in diaspora remittances? How many countries can survive that? You see? So this business, you don't know what you are doing, you don't know what you are talking about, things are, you have to understand that no other can Zambia. Zambia has like 18 Indians, sorry to use the term, or Chinese pushing money out. The economies collapse. Imagine if they had the same number of, of, of immigrants. What would happen? You see, this coronavirus, our focus now, is not about scaring immigrants. It's about us asking our questions. questions. What can we do for our countries? If immigrants are being scared where they went, how can we fix our own country so that at least we can also absorb these immigrants? You see? Those are the I, I, I like the not just, part, not, just, not, um, not just to prove that, oh, we told you so, we told you things will break. We, no, this is just, you know, I, I don't think that's the right way to discuss these, these topics. No, 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 Osaba. The, the chasing of immigrants in, uh, in Australia is happening now. So we are not talking about something which is a, uh, a scare or something. In right now, it is it is going on. Uh, so we might as well uh, bring it. Uh, could we be affected uh, go, go, going forward? Or it's, it's a no. It's a no. But let's know. Let's not bury our heads in the sand. Oh, that is Australia. It cannot come. It cannot come here. Um, that, that's what we are saying. We're looking at the bigger picture. No, Australia. Roger, every country that has received immigrants cannot survive without immigrants. So we shouldn't be scared. Uh, yeah. They are politicians. Like someone already mentioned, there are politicians want to get over zealous about these things, but we know economies were designed like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, are, they are saying one of, that is one of the reasons why Italy probably was in the position they are in. Uh, it is their uh, pushing of uh, uh, Im- immigrants out. That's why they, they find themselves in uh, in a position where they, they are. Uh, so somebody else wanted to say something? Uh, yes, I, wanted to just, I just wanted to say something uh, to my brother, Musava. Yeah, everything he has said is correct, and he has brought up pertinent issues that we should think about. But I want him also to think about this as we go. Maybe this is my last comment. There is no country that is capitalist. There is no country that is socialist. It's individuals. 
individuals are capitalists, individuals are socialists. And at the same time, with these individuals, there are some who try to ascribe to a certain philosophy, like capitalistic philosophy and whatever, but they are not capitalists because they don't have the capital. So we should not look at the America, China, whatever, Canada, and the Norway, Sweden, as capitalists and the socialists. There is no country that is capitalist. <laughs> it's individuals that okay. are hold on don't bring Musawa in that one now because we have only five minutes so that is a whole topic for probably another day Rakaronde you and I should do a show uh, tonight, a musical or something like that you know these days anyway, Nathan um, uh, mm-hmm. lastly here in, in just four minutes uh, remember we were talking about church when we started Indonesia is the most populated Muslim country in the world and uh, those people are saying no uh, Friday prayers if we we have to go and uh, and guess uh, the country which is having the highest rate uh, of increased mm-hmm. coronavirus Indonesia they are having so this is uh, what you're talking about. When we confuse church with, with, uh, with everything, uh, Indonesia, highest populated Muslim country on earth. And they say, no, if we are our, uh, uh, I don't know if it is our God or our everything, will protect us. Uh, and today... Yeah, let, uh, let, let me make a last yeah, comment. Hold on, Okay, I'll come to you. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Whatever your faith or religion is, this is the thought that came to my mind uh, when this issue of church meetings and all that stuff came up. This is what my pastor said to me when I was a young person. Yes, faith is not foolishness. I like that. Faith is not faith is not foolishness. You see, the problem we tend to engage and indulge in these extremist tendencies of expressing or uh, practicing our faith. Jesus didn't say you lose your brain when you become a Christian. No, he didn't. People don't really realize that the parables that we read in the Bible were based on things that he observed. Jesus was not just a whole spiritual person who lived in heaven and things like that. It's common sense is the is a very is a thing of faith. Common sense is the thing of the problem is we think like you know I'm going to common sense you are losing your faith. No, you are not. I'll i repeat. You see, that's why I don't engage in theological discussions because most of them border on uh, legalistic tendencies where people hold on to their strong beliefs which they think is the absolute truth or absolute right. There is nobody who's got absolute correctness or right to any form of belief. Before I let go, Roger, we need to make an announcement here. Uh, Philadelphia has lost, I think it's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the chairperson has died, Susan Mahoney. And the Zander Block Talk Radio wishes to send its condolences to the family and to the community. We shall be engaging the leaders in that community at some stage and find out what's happening. So faith is not foolishness. Oh, good. Good, good point. Makasasa, very quickly, one minute there. 
Yeah, uh, thank you so much for uh, this show. It has uh, taught me a lot, but uh, my name was quite whipped at several points, and where it was even said that I contradicted myself. Uh, maybe I didn't explain myself better, but my, my point is one. You will number explain one, next week from Dara. Yeah, yes. Number <laughs> one, uh, yes, uh, let's just summarize my thoughts. Number one, uh, change done Jesus' way comes. Whenever a pandemic comes or any form of crisis, it, it, it imposes upon us societal transformation. And those societal transformation means that we gravitate towards doing things, some of the same things we're doing, but we change the methods. And that is the hallmark of inventions, and that's why America leads the world. And when we talk about capitalism, uh, we, uh, when we associate the United States with capitalism, we are talking about private sector-driven economic activity. The patents, the, the copyrights, and all of the things that are contributing to the well-being of mankind worldwide are all privately owned uh, uh, patents, and very few of them are owned by the United States government. In other words, the government delegates uh, to its own citizens to own some of the same power because they're the people who form the government. That is capitalism. But where government is, has ownership of everything, the government is, is in control, and that's what we generally describe as a socialist enterprise. So we shall only go to that thing. Okay, like I said, so thank you. Uh, I'll call you. We need, we need to do a show. A musical. Uh, yeah, we need, for that we need to have a dance party on the... Uh, on Zoom, we need to have a Zambian dance party on Zoom for people to exercise. Yeah, yeah, let, 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 let's discuss where we are. Let's not be look. Yeah, so check on everyone, uh, uh, people. Let's check on our, our, our people. Yeah, yeah, your idol is, is well. Yeah,
Bye-bye.